Pablo. 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 Wake up. Wake up. What? What? Dude. What? You were snoring. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Also, Hugh Hefner died. Oh, come on. Fuck out of here, dude. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And together we are <laughs> Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Hope you, are, you hope you were able to make it through that super solemn moment at the beginning of the show. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> um. uh, yeah. How have you guys been? It's been a hell of a week. How have you been? You all right? Yeah. Are you all like, you know, keeping each other company and comforting each other? Yeah. Maybe snuggling on the couch. Maybe having sex. Just pounding it out, just sweating. And then our voices are coming in through some distant channel in the room. Is that happening to you right now? All right. You're a stallion. Okay. You beautiful bastards. If that's what's happening right now, all I have to say is a little to the left. There you go. And take it easy, dude. You can't, you're not an acrobat. Don't do don't do those moves. <laughs> you need to pull a hamstring. That's how this guy messed up his knee. Yeah, anyway. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, babe, I'm Spider Man." <laughs> oh! I call this one the Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, fuck, <laughs> fuck face 45. Oh, jeez. Uh, I think the thing that's for, first and foremost on my mind is how this pendejo is not doing enough for Puerto Rico. These are fellow Americans who are fucking suffering. It, essentially, the entire island is without power. Um, is it still like 70% or has it climbed since it's it's something it's something so ridiculously high that whether it's literal or just effectively the island is without power. I mean, it's their entire electrical grid has been devastated and it's going to take them at least two or three months to build it back out. Two yeah, or three man. Months. I mean, some people are going to are essentially just going to be living a third world life for the next few months. Um, uh, no insult to the third world, but you know, Puerto Rico is uh, is a modern nation. You know, they yeah, it's uh, very modern. A, a huge um, a huge uh, tourism industry, and the island's been devastated. I mean, when you look at some of the pictures between the flooding and homes and buildings, just like hollowed out i mean it really it's heartbreaking it's really heartbreaking they're they weren't kidding when it said it looks like somebody dropped a bomb on the island because it really does look that way um and we're just not sending enough relief um the uh fuckface 45 hasn't lifted uh what was that um uh act or law that we were oh the jones act the jones act i mean essentially that would open up uh open up the way for shipments and relief to come in without any sort of like taxation. And yeah. Stuff, taxation yeah. or red tape or anything yeah. like that. It's like, which is what they desperately need right it's now. It's because he doesn't give 
a solid fuck. Like when they when he's they all ask diarrhea. Him, you're yeah. right. You're right. He just he he's it, his reasoning. Like every time he answers a question about it, it's almost as if like. I know you haven't watched the show, but there's a show called Archer, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's a super secret agent where uh, he is like one of the worst. I think he's the worst super secret <laughs> agent that's ever been. Doesn't read his dossiers and just like <laughs> just the way he pulls off missions is by the skin of his teeth. E- if he even completes his missions. I think I got to check out this show. Yeah, now. <laughs> it's re- it's actually really good. Um, but this is this is our, our president. Our president is a fucking... He's a meme made flesh. Yeah, um, that's perfect. <laughs> he's just, you know, he was he was he was a he was a funny joke at first, and now he, it jokes over, and it's just pathetic and awful, and uh, you know, people still use it in their Facebook feeds. But yeah. I mean, he we'll like his. Res- we his see that the warts aren't going away, and we're just like, uh oh. Ah, this this passes sell by date, and he hasn't even completed his first year in office. But I digress. In but in terms of his, like his responses to like Puerto Rican like relief for Puerto Rico, uh, it's been one of two. Either a he says, yeah, we'll we'll get around to it in a week. You know, oh. and B, uh, he says, and this was the most laughable one. Like he said, uh, we would send relief over to Puerto Rico, but there's this, there's this huge ocean, the biggest ocean, the biggest, the most tremendous ocean surrounding Puerto Rico. Makes it hard. Makes it hard. As if you know, l- like he's talking about it, like, like it's not. It's just, it's not a priority for him. It's not a priority for him. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, he, he's just, he's biding his time, and it's because he doesn't consider them Americans because, drum roll, the brown, yep. the brown. He, he, they might as well be Mexican to him. He, he probably didn't even know that they're a part of America. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what? Fuck him. You know, fuck that guy. This fucking president we got. I'm really, I'm really waiting for karma to just come in at that last second to pull a uh, what what we often see in pop culture and comics is like you know swooping in at the very last second to 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 save us all. I like. I don't know. He needs to just. Get eaten by fire ants. I don't know. It's like Jeez. there's nothing. There's nothing that I feel would be good enough to no. to justify this horseshit of uh, almost a year now. Yeah, almost a year, and fucking Trump. Like before Hurricane, before he was even, I th- I forget where it was in the, in the timeline, but he owes Puerto Rico money. He owes Puerto Rico like six hundred grand. For like a hotel that he was like that he had commissioned to have there and then he just didn't pay Puerto Rico, you know, as per his style, which is like, you know, um, he's like a huge dine and dash guy, like on a on a rich white guy scale. Oh. And again, I, I use this word a lot, 
but it's the nature of the beast. It's just this non un, unstoppable, nonstop parade of hypocrisy that happens with this current administration. Um, and uh, you know, and innocent people have to pay for it. So, um, but thankfully, there have been a few heroes in this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there have. Um, in the robot section, we talk a lot about superheroes, but in real life. Mm. There are some real life superheroes out there in the f- unlikeliest places. Uh, Pitbull yeah. Um, yeah. came through in the clutch. Like, Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide himself, sent uh, a private plane to pick up people who are suffering, uh, Puerto Rican people who are suffering with cancer. Yeah. And escort them to, like, an American, hospi- American hospitals where they can get chemo. Yeah. That, amazing. That amazing. is some that is some amazing shit right and there. Yeah, that's that's like pride in your country. That's like I know Jennifer Lopez has sent out like a million dollars in relief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Anthony too. Mm-hmm. Um and they're 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 trying to set up like a coalition of uh uh celebrities to start raising more funds. Yeah, you know, man. Through, through various means. It's like That's beautiful. That's I, beautiful right there. I really ha- uh, uh tip my hat to them it's um because you can tell they're they're doing it from the heart they're remembering their um their roots because a lot of these uh, especially like pitbull and jennifer lopez they didn't come from money and advantage you know they no they They had to work for their for their shit they had to work for their shit they uh, they climbed their way up scratch who knows how how many things how many compromises they had to make but they made it they made it and Though I'm sure they have their rich people moments. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I know. Of course, like they're they're human beings. Like every now and then, like you know, there's always this. Like as a society, I feel like there's a very reactionary mm-hmm. kind of like like people are so quick to get up on their high horse when when somebody in the celebrity spotlight like makes a mistake mm-hmm. and has like a rich person moment. Like we're really quick to judge, but I mean, like. And rightly so. I mean, some of that shit is outrageous. Yeah, some shit is like sh- some shit is downright aggravating, but some shit, like kind of like looking at you, Gwyneth. Pa- no, not Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Seriously, those people, those guys are heroes, and you know, hopefully, there'll be more. There'll be more like relief aid coming uh, to the needs of desperate Puerto Ricans in need of help. Mm. So, um, what else? What else is going on? Um, what else is going on? Well, um, it seems like the uh, the shit talking between um, Fuckface Forty Five and North Korea uh, is uh, is starting to get a little real. Jeez, <laughs> um, oh, man! He essentially said something along the lines like, "If they if they keep uh, oh, if they keep like." launching missiles in this particular direction or whatever like what was it like they may not be around much longer yeah like and north korea was like oh yeah um that sounds like you need to step outside with us and fucking fight um they're, they're basically uh equating it to a declaration of war um, well the ambassador like went to the u.n he was like yeah this is the declaration of war we're taking it as such Good day, sir. Uh-huh. To the entire United Nations. It's weird for him to just address the entire United Nations as sir, but whatever. 
That must have been the craziest United Nations assembly ever between what Fuckface45 said. This is going to be his moniker for this podcast. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, I, I'm 40- on board. I'm on board. Behind <laughs> uh, what uh, Fuckface45 said last week at the United Nations and his stupid-ass speech, and then North Korea basically taking the mic and saying, it's like, yeah, come at me, brah. You know? <laughs> The equivalent of a Mountain Dew, like, bro off. Um, it's like, I'm pretty sure somebody at some point threw a beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's unbelievably, unbelievably, oh, geez, that word, unbelievably tacky. Like, I, I didn't expect Jerry Springer hijinks <laughs> to appear on the, on the international stage and now that we're all witnessing it, it is fucking scary. Because, like, these aren't, like, I cheated on you with your brother kind <laughs> of fucking antics. This is, like, serious, like, I have nuclear weapons. So cash me outside. <laughs> <laughs> I feel disgusting that I said that just now. Oh, God. Ugh. Oh, somebody <laughs> kill me. <laughs> The first <laughs> of what we hope is like minimal cash me outside jokes Ugh. on this show, <laughs> but you know well, that, that I actually you know what that was well done, well placed for a cash me outside joke. You know that. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Who's this? I don't know. It's coming from Allentown, New Jersey. Oh. Probably a telemarketer. Yeah, probably. Or maybe it's the Cash Me Outside chick. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I listen to robots versus taxes every week, and y'all need to stop popping shit about me. <laughs> or else you can Cash Me Outside. <laughs> you know, she just signed like a million dollar deal <sighs> with uh, some rap artist to like put out. I know. A fucking I know. Album. She signed to Atlantic Records. And I mean. You know what? I don't care. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. We're, here we are in the uh, southeast part of Brooklyn recording a quality podcast for free. And this minor... I'm just getting a huge kick of how authentically upset you look. I'm just (laughs) no, it because it really is just dawning on me now. Like, and here we are. Like it's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like it's not enough. Trump, and then like all this shit, like everything that's happening with America now. Now we have to deal with like the cash me outside girl dropping a single. She's gonna. But and getting money for this. That's the thing. It's like she's been getting money. And I I hate to like I hate to diverge from the main points of the show, which is like to try to make sense of our political system. But um, she she has been paid like upwards of like 50 grand for a bunch of club appearances. And she is making bank. Oh, oh, fuck this shit like i'm i'm so 
I'm so done. Like, she's exploiting, like, her 15 minutes of fame. Like, uh, here's the thing, though. You honestly think that the United States is going to eat up a single made by, like... Yes! No way. Look who our president is. Look who our president is. No way, dude. No way. Seriously. (laughs) Look, I'm going to say it right now. I'm saying it right now on the air. A year from now, she's going to be accepting a Grammy. No way. No way. Yes. She's going to go the way of William Hung. Like, he released two albums. Like, I think one was just called William Hung. It was a self-titled. And the second one was called Hung for Christmas. It was a bunch of... uh, (laughs) I think it was a bunch of Christmas songs, um, which I have on regular rotation here at Robots vs. Taxes. (laughs) Song of the Week. Um, Anyway. uh, (laughs) Dude, if you put one of his songs as Song of the Week this week, I will... Don't quit the show, please. I, I swear to God. <laughs> Don't quit the show. <laughs> Next week, I'll just be... I'll just record this entire show from my ass. Like, uh, like I'll have to edit you in from previous podcasts, uh, <laughs> and it'll just sound really weird. <laughs> hey, Pablo. <laughs> I had a rough day today. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next year, she'll be accepting a Grammy and doing a performance with Nicki Minaj and Beyonce. I you no heard it way. here first. No way, dude. No way. I I all right. You want to bet? You want to bet some money? Yes, all I right. want to bet some money. All right. I don't have that much money. Neither do I. <laughs> Neither do I. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks says uh, she is going the way of William Hung. Five bucks says this time next year, her success will be astronomical. She'll be accepting a Grammy or some other prestigious award. And she, she would have done or will do a, um, a cameo or a, or a co-song uh, with some big name like uh, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, oh, uh, Barbara Streisand, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm saying. So next year, this time. September, uh, I don't even know what fucking day it is. What day is it? It's the 28th. September 28th of 2018. (laughs) You have my five bucks ready, buddy. Let them never say robots versus taxes (laughs) isn't up to date. Okay. Oh, man. Um, so... Uh, let's get back. Let's get this. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah. In North news Korea. that is, yeah, isn't in news that isn't about fucking you know uh, the cash me outside girl. Yeah. Um, in actual progressive news, uh, women are now allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia. Finally. Finally. Hopefully they'll. They'll drive long enough so as not to die in a nuclear holocaust. Oh. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's the small victories. Hopefully it'll build. They'll like they can they could build on this victory and things will progress ever s- more, ever more. Um, but, um, you know, imagine if they all just like carpooled. And all the women just left Saudi Arabia. Oh, man. Just a mass exodus over the course of like three days. Just 
That would be amazing. Like if they all just like dumped their fucking dudes. They were just like, I've had enough with this shit. I can make it on my own. It's like, we are out of here. We are women. We're just going to stick together and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but where would they go? Mm. Like, man, it's just, it's a tough world out for ladies. It is. It really is. <sighs> women are always getting the shaft. Maybe they'd um, form a, maybe they'd form a new country. Oh, that would be dope. Oh, imagine if they all just like got together and just took over a fucking country and just like, all right, this is the. This is fucking Amazonia. Yeah. Like, you know. Robots versus taxes fully endorses Amazonia. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That would be dope. Because, um, uh, yeah, we've been in power for way too long, us men. Um, and it's about time. It's about goddamn time that things changed in the, uh, in the gender paradigm. Mm-hmm. Most certainly. Um, before it's too fucking late. Before it's too late. Jeez. Um, it's so it's so weird. If it always feels like there's a ticking clock now. Yes. Like every time Trump drops a fucking tweet, it's. I mean, the dotard, or detard, is seriously pushing his luck. That's the word. That's the word. Uh, Kim Jong Un used, right? Yeah, I believe so. Nice. I use verbiage or adjective itch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know sp- I know speak English good. Um, oh, did you get a? Uh, <laughs> did you get a syringe full of uh, dyslexia? Full of dyslexia. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hate that joke because it makes me like. It makes me such an asshole, but it's a funny. It's it's a good joke, one. I gotta say, <laughs> listeners, in case you don't know, a while ago, Pavel was telling me that it, it was his fear of one day getting a syringe full of dyslexia or something like that, just from a random person on the street, and like he'd get pricked, and he'd be like, "Ah, no talk, good me not," you know, something <laughs> like that. I mean, like just that, that doesn't. Need, that's not even the way dyslexia works. <laughs> I got to stop doing that. Got to stop having these fucked up thoughts. Please, audience, forgive me for I have sinned. Um, (laughs) I forget who said that. Worf. Um, (laughs) From Star Trek Next Generation. Alabama elected uh, a bigot uh, for for possible candidacy. No, as the candidate to run for the Senate. Alabama did this. Alabama did this, yes. Alabama, I, USA. Yeah, Alabama, USA. You know what? I would have never seen that. Coming. I know, right? It's hard to imagine. They have uh, been a state the, more progressive. They've been the, their maple syrup is amazing. They've been the vortex of progressive thought since um, uh, when did a crisis on two Earths happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the alternate Alabama. Sorry. <laughs> I saw a fucking. Uh, oh, right. uh, I gotta go get the door because that's Pablo's wife. Pablo, you hold it down. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. <sighs> so welcome back from the commercial welcome break. Welcome back. <laughs> Let's discuss um, the whole uproar in like Alabama. Like, th- here's the thing that that bugs me about that. 
is that um, this guy, Roy Moore, is filling in Jeff Sessions' old Senate seat. Mm-hmm. That means this guy is going to be have a position in the could have a position in the Senate. Let's face it. He's probably going to have a position in the Senate. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to try to push some new laws out. Mm. This dude uh, referred to, uh, I'm assuming, Native Americans or Indians, didn't really specify, and East Asians as reds and yellows. Uh, this oh. guy said that LGBT uh, plus um, behavior and conduct should be outlawed and illegal. <sighs> I mean, whatever the works, you know, your standard run of the mill, you know, bigot. So, uh, I mean, the whole Trump thing, the Trumpism thing that's in the air right now, Mm. where people are just proud of being assholes. Yeah. People just like uh, the the assholes, the, the Internet trolls have come out of the woodwork. It's like a YouTube convention. Uh-huh. Like the YouTube comment section come to life. Uh, it's catching on. And hopefully this candidate, Roy Moore, will be the last of them. But, you know, these are weird times we're living in. I don't know. These are really weird times. You know what Some a lot of these uh, people are forgetting, though, um, is that uh, people of color, we always keep the receipts. Always. And especially in this day and age where there are just so many recording devices, we have social media where nothing ever really disappears. Uh, eventually, the pendulum is going to swing back this way. And um, once it does, what are you going to do when all of your horseshit that uh, you've become accustomed to in terms of just being outright racist or changing the language and saying, oh, I'm not being racist, but I just hate all people who aren't white. What? It's just the First Amendment, you know. Um, yeah, oh, man, they love hiding behind the whole oh, First Amendment bullshit. They love doing that shit. Yeah, but when, you know, and if the NFL decides to protest. Oh. Oh, oh, oh they're oh, disrespecting oh, no. the flag of oh, the people who oh, die for it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I don't, uh, you know, the whole NFL protest, it's, I never thought I'd see the day where somebody could actually gentrify a political protest. Like it was, it was incredible because it's, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, it started out with um, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee to protest police brutality uh, in this country. And at first every, well, not at first because it's not like it's changed really but um a lot of the nfl as well as uh nfl fans had a problem with it because they felt that he was anti-cop or something along these lines and then when fuckface 45 yeah speaks up uh, this past week saying oh, you know you know those those guys in the nfl who who protest or whatever who or who take a knee during the national anthem don't you just wish that you know a coach or somebody an owner would say Get that son of a bitch out of there. You're suspended. You're fired or something like that. And a whole bunch You're of people. You're fired. Like he, he pulled out that old chestnut. Oh, he, he's, he really does wish that he was still on that uh, reality show. Um, so once he said that, suddenly the NFL united and started, you know, some coaches, even some owners started getting behind their plays and players. Coaches who, uh, and owners who supported Trump, right? 
uh-huh. they they also started they locked arms uh-huh. and some of them like many of them took a knee uh, but now yeah it's would you call that gentrification yeah, or would, would, they, would you call him because trump actually what he did i i almost feel like he shot himself in the foot he did shoot himself in the foot but the thing is the original message was about police brutality, and right. it was started by Colin Kaepernick. <gasps> oh, and now, that's right, 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 right. And now it's like all these people are doing this, and it it, it, it was almost it, cool. Yeah, uh, to it has do it to do with the anthem, right? Now it's it like it's all about the anthem, the anthem and the flag and everything like that. It's just like there really is no debate about this. It's 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 their right to do that, and for Trump for fuckface forty five to say what he said. Um, yeah, he did shoot himself in the foot, but here we saw an action that was taken by one person, one football player who was then blackballed by the NFL. Yeah. Now, now being taken by droves of others, and it's just like it's almost, it's almost like a badge of honor, and it's just sort of like, all right, we have really, really gone off message here. I also feel that um, now. Now I'm going to reference this sports uh, commentator uh, named Bob Costas. Uh, I saw an interview with him. I forget on which network. But he basically spoke about the fact that um, that this protest isn't against, like, it isn't against the national anthem, as Trump put it. Mm-hmm. Because the way Trump sees it, they're protesting the national anthem. They're protesting the flag. Mm. And it uh, apparently, like according to Bob Costas, uh, his vision of what they're protesting is all regarding. Uh, um, it has a very militaristic message. Mm. It's like you're disrespecting our troops. You're disrespecting, you know, our the true patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he said was the true patriots, uh, you know, aren't aren't just the soldiers. They're the teachers. They're the the blue collar workers, uh, they're everyone that struggles in the United States to f- to, like, to fulfill the American dream, and you know just to boil it down to like the anthem or like the flag is like I- it's just ridiculous. It's it's like taking all the uh, it's sapping the real message of police brutality out of. Uh, the national conversation. Mm. So well said, Bob Costas. Th- that's the thing. A lot of people were complaining about this week was that, um, you know, the president took to his favorite uh, social media platform, Twitter, mm-hmm. and tweeted a bunch about the NFL. Basically, started a Twitter war with the NFL. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to, you know things he should be prioritizing like people in various disaster zones puerto Mm -hmm. rico uh primarily at this moment nothing like he he tweets like one message no he he tweets three messages and one of them was basically shit talking puerto rico Mm -hmm. he basically was just like they have a crumbling infrastructure they had uh their their power was going anyway you know, basically, like, he was negging them mm-hmm. before, like, he decided to to actually say, my heart goes out to you. It's bullshit. 
He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <sighs> he's going to be. He, he's. He's literally sealed his fate as the worst president uh, to go to go down in modern times. He would have been one of those like mediocre presidents that like they don't even put on money. Now, like John Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what century was he even alive? I in? have no idea. I'm just glad he's dead. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, my God. Jack Nicholson Joker references are always. Oh, I love 89 Joker. Always appropriate and always on time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. So we're going to Comic-Con soon. We're, this time next week, dear listeners. Yes. We are going to be deep, deep in Comic-Con. Deep in the jungles of Comic-Con. We will see the sights, the smells. Be representing Radio Free Brooklyn strong. Radio Free Brooklyn all up in Comic-Con. <laughs> I think we're the only show that's going to Comic-Con. <laughs> Everybody else is just like, yeah, we've got like, you know, real shit to do. Yeah. Like, we, we've got we, democracy now. And like, you know, other sh- like we're tackling the serious issues. What are you guys doing? <laughs> we're going to Comic-Con. <laughs> We got to stay on top of this whole Infinity War situation. Yeah, I know. It's coming, you know, people. It's coming. I don't know about you, but, you know, Thanos amassing weapons of mass destruction is kind of like, it's got me shaking in my boots. It's just, and they're hard to detect. He can put them all on one hand. On one hand. Singularities, people, from the dawn of time. It is, well, the fear is 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 palpable. Uh, it's Palpatine? So. It's pal yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. New nah, nah. <laughs> Go get out. <laughs> Hang your head in shame. No. <laughs> Never. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. I'm Ernesto Mancivo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Good lord. I if <laughs> If there's anybody who's higher up in the organization over at Radio Free Brooklyn who's listening to this, would you please like send us a message and let us know that like we haven't crossed a line or something like that? I know. (laughs) I'm starting to wonder. It always feels like it always feels like we're this morbid curiosity over at their (laughs) network. Like we have, we've, we're followed by democracy now. I've said this time and time again. <laughs> <laughs> democracy now comes such a classy show. We just, it's just, it, it, it is really crazy. It's just really crazy. Mm. But uh, hey, you know they're keeping us on, so <laughs> we love you guys. Fate smiles on the bold. I yeah. guess. So, yeah. Um, so let me ask you something. Yes the hell's your problem with Hugh Hefner oh yeah that's right we said we'd address that earlier in the in the opening uh a true life event dramatization I I have I I just don't think that people should be seeing this man's praises but he he invented titties (laughs) (laughs) true true he did invent titties however 
Um, he was also a renowned scumbag. Oh. Um, because, you know, there was, uh, there have been, I don't know how many reports about like abuse happening at the Playboy Mansion, and I, I just don't, I don't get it. All of a sudden, like people are just like, "R.I.P. Rest in power, Hugh Hefner." This guy was a fucking scumbag. Like, he treated objects like women, man. <laughs> what? Oh I mean, God. he treated women like objects. <laughs> Sorry, Big Lebowski <laughs> reference. Oh my! <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Take two. Treated women like objects, man. And, you know, he allowed a lot of uh, awful things to happen. I'm pretty sure, like, Bill Cosby drugged oh. and uh, and took Shit. advantage of some poor ladies in in the Playboy Mansion. Uh. I mean, the, and he turned, he turned a blind eye. And I've never been a fan of his whole, like... Look at me! I'm just a stag, you know. I've got my, uh, I've got my robe on, and I'm smoking a corn cob pipe like I'm like a a weird, creepy Popeye, you know. I'm I don't buy it. I don't buy his whole fucking shtick. Or a sexy Santa Claus. Yeah. But <laughs> as but as a sidebar, just a quick sidebar. What a time that we live in, where we where we can say, yeah, there was this really wild party. But Bill Cosby was there, so Ugh. so you know it had to have been I know. Uh, skeevy. Bill Cosby Bill was Cosby. there, so you know shit had to be going wrong. These are the times we live in. I'm pretty sure something about this was uh, referenced in Revelations. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but in, Yes, in, I believe John the Revelator did a few... A few psalms about that. And this, lo, this. the purveyor of pudding pops shall be seen <laughs> in the grotto. And it is at this point that the sixth seal is broken and the sky will rain. And the rivers will the turn earth. like blood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man will walk through Manhattan Square. And the rivers of blood will congeal to jello. <laughs> oh, man. What else were we going to talk about in terms of the robot section? Oh, yeah, fucking Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the name of the new series. Yeah, fucking, fucking Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> Look. F U C K I N apostrophe. <laughs> With a cameo from <laughs> Hugh Hefner. Anyway, um, th look, it's called uh, Star Trek Discovery, and I'm going to say right up front, I am an unabashed Trekkie. Um, I believe in the show. I've liked every single series. Some series were better than others, but for me, it's still Trek. So this one uh, debuted uh, this past Sunday, um, and uh, I... I was really, really into it. I mean, there were some strange things in it, the way the Klingons were depic uh, depicted, um, some of the way the story moved in certain ways. Um, the uh, what's her name? Uh, well, you, you're very familiar with what, the character. Sonequa Martin Green, or yeah, no, her character's name. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mike. You mean Michael Burnham? <laughs> Michael Burnham was all over the place in terms of her motivations. It's like, 
I was raised by Vulcan, but I'm human, so I'm going to be... It's like, but I'm going to think logically, but I've got to go against all, like, Starfleet policy. Um, she was kind of, like, bipolar in that way, but I still love the character, though. Okay. Uh, just because I feel that she has great potential, I wanted to have my babies, and also I think <laughs> she's going to be a great starship captain eventually. Uh, yeah, once, once she gets out of prison, it's an odd, like... Like, it, it was an odd, like, choice for them to, like, have her... Spo- By the way, heavy spoilers uh, for this. If you haven't seen the new Star Trek, uh, then, you know... Uh, then shame on you. Yeah, then shame on you. And listen on, because mm-hmm. uh, we're a quality podcast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but I, I just had a lot of problems with this show. And you've addressed a few of them. And... I am not sure like what kind of message they were leaving when they were just like, yeah, at the, at the tail end of episode two, because only two episodes have come out Mm -hmm. uh, at the tail end of episode two, she's going to go to jail. Like the main character who was a black woman. Oh yeah. That says a lot. That says a lot. But let me tell you something about star Trek that you may not know Uh, in star Trek. (laughs) Um, you can definitely go to jail, but if somebody needs you or your skills, um, especially in the clutch, you can be automatically redeemed with over the course of five minutes. Get the fuck out of here. Really? It, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. Um, yeah, you could be, you could like be I'll a hardcore criminal. It's just like, but like, I'll believe it on Battlestar Galactica because there's like, what? 50,000 humans. Like, okay. they need it, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, is Starfleet that short-staffed no. that <laughs> they're just like, let's pull them out of jail? Well, no, they're not that short-staffed, but they believe in the potential of the individual. So they believe in giving people second chances. Ah, oh, man, I don't know about that. I mean, like, look, I, I thought the episode was, f- like, the episodes I saw were fine. We're... we're Good, but like, like I was surprised that the title of the show is called uh, Star Trek Discovery because I discovered how upset it made me. Oh, joke of the night! (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Song of the week. (laughs) I'm gonna fucking kill you. Swear to God. All right, you know what? I'm sorry. Oh. No, I <laughs> I didn't like yeah, I didn't like Michael Burnham. For one, they chose the name Michael Burnham for the lead character's name, right? Michael Burnham isn't For one, it's not a heroic sound. It doesn't sound to me like uh Captain James T Kirk uh Captain Janeway, mm-hmm. you know? Uh Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Like, these are names of, like, captains. Michael Burnham, to me, it doesn't sound like the name of a of a heroic character. And this has nothing to do with, like, oh, you know, just because she's a lady, she can't have, like, a male's name. It's just, like, just pick something rolls off the tongue a little better than Michael. Like, every time they said her name, I'm like, are they saying her name right? There you go thinking with your tongue again. Listen, 
all those other captains that you mentioned had to earn their legendary status. I mean, imagine back in the 60s when Star Trek first came out, a guy named Kirk. Like that's a, a Kirk. I don't know. I Kirk, think Kirk, Kirk, is, Kirk is, is a sound. That's not a name. True. You know, and Jean-Luc Picard, you know, it's yeah. like it's like you think America was was open to uh, a Frenchman, you know, as 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 a starship. Can't well, he was captain. British, wasn't he? <laughs> the actor. Oh, right. The character is French. Is he French? Yes, he is. He's absolutely then he's French. the most British Frenchman that's British. ever been. And I'm amazed I know that, which makes which makes me believe that I'm like this weird closet Trekkie. You like are I'm a, a self-loathing Trekkie. Trekkie. Uh-huh. Um, You're an anti-Trekkite. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Let's not go that far, okay? I've never met a Cardassian and I didn't like uh-huh. Cardassian uh-huh. with an with a hard s- <laughs> spelled with the C, people with the C. <laughs> oh God! But I mean, in That's Star Trek Discovery, they have Michael Burnham, you know. Uh, unemployed accountant Michael Burnham. Stop! Stop with that. She has to earn she, her greatness. That's all it is. She, her mood swings are ridiculous. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, she is she a human? She is a human. She does the Vulcan neck pinch. Not being, I always assume that to be to do Vulcan neck pinch, you have to have the anatomy of a Vulcan. No wonder, Mich- like. Michelle Yeoh recovered so fast because she did it wrong. She's not a Vulcan. She's out of her Vulcan mind. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. One more joke like that. And I'm walking out of the episode. You hear me? Now, the thing is, she was raised by a Vulcan. So she was able to. So that means even, do, even as a kid, she had the stupid haircut. She. She had the bowl haircut when she was a kid. Yes. yes. Now she was able to do the Vulcan neck pinch because it's a matter of technique. She's not as strong as a Vulcan, which probably explains why Michelle Yeoh was able to recover uh, quicker than usual. But she was still able to do it, which is a remarkable feat because we've only seen one other non-Vulcan within Star Trek do that move, and that other person was Seven of Nine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So how's that for some Star Trek geekiness for you? And also, I don't even know who Seven of Nine is. <sighs> oh wait, wait, wait! Was she on? She was on Voyager. Oh, that's right. She's the Borg lady that everybody was like, oh, "Hot Borg lady." <laughs> yeah, who, all the who, fanboys who like, wanted to be assimilated by yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, <laughs> she, uh, God, she's the only other. <laughs> she's the only other non-Vulcan on that uh, in the entire series that was able to. Uh, perform the Vulcan neck pinch. Now, uh, in terms of like Star Trek versus Star Wars, it's like I I love them both, but Star Trek actually incorporates science into some of its episodes. So there's science in Star Wars. No, there isn't. Sand is rough and it gets everywhere. That's not science. Of course, that's just a detail <laughs> being lamented on by fucking squeaky voice Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I hate sand. Fine. Oh, my God, Padme. Just touch it once. You know, it's like. Go ahead with the tribbles. You know. (laughs) Hey. 
You know, you you know, you've coughed up a triple or two <laughs> in your day, okay? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you are right. This on is the most ridiculous episode we've ever had. Hey, I think so. I think you're right. But you are right on the whole uh, mood swing, mood swings with uh, Michael Burnham. Yeah. Um, I think that will be part of her character arc in terms of figuring out herself, which which has always been an interesting plot point within Star Trek uh, with characters that um, straddle two different cultures. Right. You know, I mean, in this case, it could be really interesting because she's a black woman and she can reflect some of the uh, contemporary struggles of minorities in the current day, but suffuse that onto the whole, I was raised in one culture, but I am of another culture. Um, which you can identify me f- by my outward appearance. It's oh, like that okay. could be if if the writers are good enough, that could be really really interesting. <sighs> okay, so that would be awesome. But so far, I mean, it's on shaky ground because in the opening moments of the series, uh, Sinequa Martin Green, uh, Michael Burnham. It's just that that bet, that name is just so much better. Sinequa Martin Green, boom, right? More heroic. It's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> she, her, and Michelle Yeoh are also. They gave Michelle Yeoh a very bizarre name. Her name was like Philippa George. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I just keep thinking that these writers wrote a first draft. <laughs> <laughs> They had other character. They had other people in mind for the main characters, and just never bothered to change the name. <laughs> so, they're walking through the desert. The, the they get lost, or so Michelle Yeoh says, but she's actually making the star, the the Starfleet symbol uh-huh. in the sand, mm-hmm. as if it can be seen from space. At that particular moment at that particular time i just uh, i just felt that i was well the ship showed up didn't it it did but like did they have to really remind the audience that they were watching star trek (laughs) that they had to fucking (laughs) walk in the sand to do it it just (laughs) it's just upsetting that that one was a little heavy-handed i i will admit that (laughs) And then, yeah, the Vulcan neck pinch, that happened. Then, you know, there were some interesting character moments, like where with uh, Vagina Face, Vagina Fish Face. What's his name? I forget his name. I don't remember his name either. Tall Vagina Fish Face, <laughs> like, is all rude to Sonequa Martin Green. Um, and I'm just like. And she should have just turned to him because he was just like, well, I don't I don't trust your math. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. So what's your race again? He's like, oh, we got eaten. We're, we're pretty much prey all the time. And it's like, yeah, she should have just like shut up with your math. You're just a snack. <laughs> you are cows. <laughs> and then the. The Cleons were were they were sort of like extreme Klingons, you know? Yeah. Um, they looked really different, like way different than I remember. Like they I don't know. 
avocado comes to mind. <laughs> uh, but I have to say this, the, the makeup effects on the show. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. Like I really, like there were shots with the vagina face, uh, fish guy that I was just like, that guy, he's got a vagina for his face. Mm-hmm. Like I believe that like, and the makeup effects for the Klingons was just amazing. Like the costumes design was great. Um, their culture a little weird. Um, they made them really like religiously extreme. Yeah, it was. It made me a little uncomfortable at a certain point. It was just like you know, it was like we will attack the humans because they always say we come in peace. It's like, whoa. Um, chill like you guys are like isolated in space and like the first humans you see is just like kill them all you know launch the light and call the others star trek always has tried to to speak to the the issues of the day right um which is what good sci-fi does yeah okay so I'm sorry. I feel like you want to love this show, and I'm just taking a huge shit on it. Look, I'm not <laughs> saying, and you are taking a huge shit on it, but it's fine. Because you know why? Because a lot of the Star Trek shows have started off iffy, okay, um, and weird, and people are just like, I'm not sure if this show is really track. But then it comes into its own. Okay, you know? some some better than others, but again, like each Star Trek show finds its footing eventually i hope that that's the case for this show as well because it's a far more fickle uh viewing audience market than the last time we had a trek show on the air which was star trek enterprise right um and shows get canceled at a drop of a hat especially these days unless they are supported really well by the network that they're on so if it if it happens not to go the long haul with uh, abc I'm hoping that um, Netflix or I, I was going to say the sci-fi channel, but the sci-fi channel that we knew um, is long gone. They've turned, right. they've turned into something weird with their S Y F Y spelling. But well, uh, I don't know about that. That's kind of like, you know, it's a rebrand. It's like Gatorade calling itself G. It's just Gatorade, guys. Oh. It's Gatorade. Just live up to your name. It's so odd. You're not G. Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm real. I, I I have uh, high hopes for this show. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, she was burned and frozen in the same episode. By the way, just saying. I'm just saying. Jesus Christ, dude. You know what? <laughs> This by this time next year, I'm gonna have a hard time editing this one. <laughs> Maybe you can edit out your shitting on this show to save some of the time <laughs> that you need to but get this. I back. can't. I love it. Get it down to an hour, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, dear listeners, thank you for uh, sticking with us. Um, next week we're gonna bring you some goodness because we're gonna be at comic-con comic-con yeah yes. we're coming for you absolutely and um and please folks please keep uh puerto rico in your not just in your thoughts and prayers but please give a little something every little bit any li- every little bit counts uh because they're really in a tough way and they need they need their fellow citizens uh their fellow americans to 
to help out. Okay, they've helped us. It's it's time that we help them as well. Yes, absolutely. And that we sign off. Yeah, I'm Ernesto Mencibo. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And this has been <gasps> Robots, Robots versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a nice day. Song of the week. <laughs>